time we come with this thing called Wooism. Yes, sir. It's episode 31. That Reggie We Miller. got that Reggie Miller. Yeah. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, man, it's your boy Woo, and I'm back at it once again with the homie Big Hess. What's happening? What's happening? I got the homie Jay Easy. What up? Man, and we got two special guests in the building with us today. <laughs> and we say it all the time that we got a special guest because... It's special. It is. To have people sitting here with us. With us. Yes. Kicking it with us. Enjoying. Enjoying their time. Yes. With us. Yes. 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 And uh it's cliche, but you could have been anywhere in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but you're here with mm-hmm. the homie Big Woo and the homie Big Hess. Yeah. And the IT technician, <laughs> Jay Easy. Yeah. Man, those two special guests today, we have my homeboy, my brother, my friend, man, since another one since ninth grade. He is running for councilman in the city of Pritchard, Alabama, District 2. None other than my homie, Alexis Bell. <laughs> and his campaign manager, Deja. We got started off. We, we me and Deja started off on the wrong foot, cause Bell was congratulating me on my um my um I don't know what you call it my my no makeup speech. Yeah, congratulations again. And then she stepped behind. I'm like, oh. That's what we talking about. <laughs> That's what we doing. Man. That's what already. I was like, damn, she ain't got off the porch. <laughs> that, for, for those that don't know, man, like I met Dej uh, back when, and we'll probably like talk about this when Bell started introducing himself again because <laughs> Bell was on an earlier episode. All right, so, all right, do we need to get the whole? Hey, by the way, I'm single. Do we need to get that out the way? Because you mentioned it like every... Yeah, let's go and get that out the way. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Alexis Bell. I run for councilman in Pritchard, Alabama, District 2. I'm a um, single bachelor. Uh, nice guy. I work for a living. And, uh, go ahead and tell me your sign. What's your sign? I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> Dog. He mentioned he was single like every forty five seconds in the last time. And, then, and then look at the look at the camera. Yeah. He'll, he'll talk about the topic, then he'll paint. Yeah, he was like, I'm Yeah, dog man. Yeah, dog man, like what you man, I totally agree. By the way, I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
And man, you know, Madam CJ Walker, I'm single, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, boy, I was like, he want them to know. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, man. Um, Alexis, man, he he was on he was on the episode, the uh, dominant versus submissive women in a relationship. So, uh, if y'all have not listened to that episode, please, 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 please. go back and listen to that episode, <laughs> man. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, my boy, he, he he came by to stop by today, and he's on a totally different platform. Yeah. Uh, today, and he's gonna get up into that. But yeah, uh, so real quick, man, I met Deja uh, back when. You know, my boy Bell, he, he's been really active uh, yes, sir. in the community, man. And for those that don't know, like a couple months ago, you know, he was still offshore working. And like I said, man, we, we would talk through messages like damn it every day about the horrendous uh, ordeals going on in the black community. Um, what first sparked it off was the Amara Arbery. Rest in peace to Amara Arbery. Mm-hmm. Uh, that what really sparked it off, man. And, you know, me and Bill, we, we always, we was talking. Kept talking, kept talking. And he was just like, man, I, I want to do something. I want to do something. I said, bro, well, whatever you do, let me know. And I'm down with you. Yeah. So he put together a peaceful protest. Which was awesome. A peace, peaceful protest. Yes, sir. He... Organized, orchestrated a peaceful protest in Mobile with the chief of police, and it turned out beautiful. It was like a hundred, hundred twenty, hundred forty people. Came. Yeah, dope. Yeah. dope. It, it, it turned out beautiful, man. And uh, before we, before we jumped it off the ground, he he uh, put together a small team, man. And uh, that's when I first met Deja, and you know. <laughs> Deja is one of those militant females. <laughs> she is with everything black. <laughs> anything that is not of color. <laughs> she will tell you about. <laughs> Does that sound about right, Bill? Yeah, that sounds about right. That's, that's, my, that's my friend right there. <laughs> Keep it 1,000 at all times. So, uh, so, yeah, man, we also got Deja sitting on with us today, his campaign manager. And I told her, I said, uh, Bell coming through this weekend. And she said, oh, yeah. I said, man, look, you can come through too. She said, are you sure? Said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bring all that energy, man. Bring it all. So, once again, you know, I want to say thank you to both of you for sure uh, for just joining with us today, man, and letting our listeners and our viewers know uh, who you are, what you stand for, and your vision when you win. Yes. Because we speak all this stuff into existence. Got to. Man. Got to. Uh, <laughs> Got to. You know, going back, man, um, one thing about it, I always say I was brought up in the church. Uh, <laughs> believe it or Were not, you? yes, we're not gonna go back on <laughs> on the episode last sure? week. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Oh, uh, I yeah. do, I do know. Joe was a man of patience, and Jonah was in the belly of the whale. 
Now we know that. And for some of you all <laughs> who are thinking, why is Wu talking about this? Just go back to the episode last week. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he embarrassed his mama terribly. She a Sunday school teacher. He was up here talking and speaking uh, all kinds of. I, yeah. <laughs> but you know, by that time when we got to that part, we was we was knee deep in some organeers and some crying out. But uh, the devil thought he had me. <laughs> Oh, he had he had his, he had a firm grasp. He thought he had, but I said, "Get thee behind Satan!" And he still was grabbing you by the dress. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I say all that to say, man, you know, the old folks always say you speak stuff into existence, and that's what we're doing here today, man. And I would not, I would not stand behind any anyone or anything that I did not believe in because those that know Wu knows that Wu has a genuine heart. Yeah. A genuine soul. And sometimes it might not seem that way by my delivery, but I do, contrary to popular beliefs. And so I'm standing ten toes down behind my brother in his campaign race to become the next city councilman of District 2 in Pritchard, Alabama. And brother, I just appreciate you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us today and let everybody know what your intentions are, your vision, your future for District 2 of Pritchard, Alabama. So thank you, my brother. Thank you, brother. So. Without further ado, <laughs> Alexis Bell. All right. Thank you for the introduction, man. And, uh, yes, sir. I appreciate you all giving me the opportunity to come speak yes, sir. on this awesome podcast. Appreciate it. Thank you, brother. And, and again, like I said when I came through the door, I'd like to thank you for speaking what you did last week. Like, it touched my soul. Hey, man. You know, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Y'all go check out episode 30. Yeah. It's real. It's real. But, but Bell, man, you know, um, like I said, I've been knowing you since Overbound. It doesn't exist anymore, but I had the opportunity and the privilege of first being accepted into the Overbound program. For those who don't know what the Overbound program was, it was a program for high school kids, man, to uh, better better themselves on the weekends. We had different type of courses we had to go through, different type of leadership classes, debate classes, just helping us all around. Uh, like I said, me and Bell, we were in the, uh, the Overbound program here in Spring Hill College. Sean and a couple of our other friends was in the Overbound program at Morehouse. So, you know, you have three individuals here who are products of the Overbound program that helped us excel and get the edge on our education and, and get us ready for that, that, that secondary level of education. And so, like I said, man, at that Overbound program, you know, of course, we had some people there from the floor that I knew. Um, that was about it. 
So one of the first things that we had when we got there was icebreakers. And I don't know what it was, but me and Bell, we just automatically just clicked up. We linked up. And, you know, we went on for that summer. We were roommates. We never had no issues. We never had, like, no, no differences. We never, you know what I'm saying, like, fault, argue, none of that stuff. And that's speaking volumes on the, the people, on our character, because as Deja said, she was like, was it like looking in the mirror for you, <laughs> because y'all are two of the same? And it kind of was, but it kind of wasn't, because even though like we are kind of two of the same to where like, you know, we speak our mind, we have our beliefs, we are firm believers of loyalty, first and foremost. We are firm believers of friendships. And we just instantly click. You know, even though we have different backgrounds, we instantly click and we just remain friends and brothers to this day. And that's 20 years going in. And so, you know, I'm going to get off my soapbox <laughs> of speaking, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I can could, I could, I could speak to the man that this 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 guy is, you know, here it is, you know, we're fathers, we got daughters, yes, you know, sir. and it just so happens, man, like, our daughters go to the same school and they became friends. We never, we never, we never even set it up. We never even said, we never introduced them to anything, and they're friends, and that, you know what I'm saying, so that just speaks volume, like, okay, here it is, the fathers are friends, and now our daughters are friends. So, you know what I'm saying? We we, we bonded that way. But like I said, I'm going to get off my soapbox. Bell, man, you introduce yourself, man. You let the people know who you are, what you're doing, and you know what I'm saying? We just going to roll with it, brother. All right. Hey, my name is Alexis Bell. I'm a son of Pritchard, the city of champions. I've been in Pritchard over 25 years. I went to Maddie T. Blunt High School. Uh Initially, I'm from Bressima Projects. I grew up on uh, Thomas Avenue off Main Street. Uh, after high school, joined the military. Had a nice little career there. Then I went to uh, offshore working on boats. Had a nice career there. And uh, recently, I came off boats to spend my time with family and be physically here more, to, to be more involved with the community. Um, me and my friends, and they're my organizers as well. We all talked about it, and we the thought was to to serve the people in a different position. And the position that was currently available at the time was Pritchard City Council. Uh, we all know of the corruption in the city of Pritchard that we've heard of, and things such as that. And it, and we all heard of the the issues going on in Pritchard. District 2, uh, from the garbage not being picked up to the streets, to the non-transparency in government, the local city government, to the high water bill, it's double, Mobile's water bill, almost triple, uh, etc. So, me feeling that myself, being a resident of Pritchard, my friends encouraging me, having belief in myself, wanting to make a change. I decided to run for district two. Um, so, go ahead. Not to cut you out, bro, but let's um, you know, 
before you 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 dive into of why you chose to run for district two, just you know, I hit on you know the discussions that we had with the people. Like what put it in your soul and your heart and your mind to first want to try to become a young activist? Because like I said, that during all this turmoil in in the environment within the black community, we talked mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Every day through messages because you were so many miles away up there in Alaska. Mm-hmm. So what what was the driving force that made you want to say, fuck it, I wanna do something to change the narrative? Uh like everything else that you just mentioned, my daughters. Like this world we live in, we're gonna leave it here no matter what we do or don't do for our kids. So that that was my thought. Like what my daughters might experience, or what they or what they observe me as their father experiencing. Um, my daughter, Amara Arbery, you spoke of. Rest in peace. I seen the Ahmaud Arbery story when it came out, and my first thought was, my my oldest, she's gonna see that, and she did. Before I even got a chance to even address her about it, uh, she said, uh, "Yeah, she seen something about a guy getting shot in the street by some white man," and she told me, "That reminded me of you, Daddy, because he 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 runs every day through the neighborhood. Y'all know I exercise a lot, and I run every day through my neighborhood. Predominantly white neighborhood, mm-hmm. and right then and there, I'm like, nah, like, it, in my position, in my community, whatever I can do, I need to make a change. And I, I hit Woo up, Deja up, Afia, BQK. That's the name of our group, and we all talked about. It, we came up with it, and, and we started from there. So, my my what touched my soul was trying to make this world in any way I can better for my daughters. And I think the 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 thing that I'm um, I won't say impressed with because I just know what type of dude you are, but I think this, the, to take the step to actually run for an office to where you would be in a position to make change because a lot of people talk about it. Right. You know, a lot of people talk about the things that need to happen, mm-hmm. but nobody actually takes the step to be in those positions in order to make that change. So for you to even take the step to be in a position for it, I think it's awesome. Yeah, Appreciate yeah, hands down. Appreciate so, that. all right, so we moved from that uh, peaceful protest that you put on, man, and once again, bro, like kudos and hats off to you. You know, uh, by me being on that committee, and like you said, you know, with Fee and Dej and uh, Chris. Chris. I ain't say good, Chris. Yeah, and with Chris, man, you know, bro, you know, you led the charge. We was just there to pick up, not per se the scraps, but just whatever you felt like you needed help with or you couldn't touch. That that was our purpose of being there, you know. And one thing I can say about us three, You know, we didn't mind 
being in the shadows per se because we didn't want to, to take away from what you were doing. And one thing about it was you came and you would ask us, you know, our thoughts and opinions. And, you know, we, we would give our insight. And especially, I know me, like when you come back and you say, well, Ken, what you think about this? What you think about that? I say, well, bro, you know, I mean, that's cool. How do you feel about it? You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you know, Ken can say this and can say that, but what's being shown is Alexis Bell is orchestrating this, is putting this on. And I know one thing about all us being there behind you, we didn't want to see you fail mm -hmm. because you you meant that much to us, and we know that you would have meant that much more to the community at that time. So. Moving from from that, what sparked the charge in you to say, hey, I'm going to run for a city office? Because, let's be honest, coming from where we're coming from, man, like, we don't think about politics. Mm -hmm. You know, we we had to grow up a little bit faster because we had kids at an early age, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, by you being a single father, having custody of your daughters, for one, that, that speaks volumes. That speaks volumes. Because, for one, I don't know too many men that are co-parenting that have full custody of their children, mm -hmm. let alone two daughters. That is huge in itself. So what was the leading charge, the fuel, the fire that said, I did this with the help of my friends. Now I want to try to do something bigger for an entire district. Uh, the protest, right? So, protest went well. It was amazing. A uh, lot of, lot of new relationships built through that. A lot of networking going on. We seen what we were able to accomplish in a in a short amount of time. I think it was like four days we put it together. Um, and with all that going on, out the blue, somebody was like. Hey, you going for office? What? No, nah, it's trying to make change for the people of the city, you know, like trying to make change around here. Didn't give it no thought. We talked about it. We talked about it. And then I, I sat down and thought about it. Like, you know, I, I always, sometimes I, I look too deep into things that should just be uh, a thought, not even thought about twice, but this time, with it being politics, with all that's going on in America with politics, I was like, you know what, maybe maybe, maybe this is, is something I need to rethink. Maybe this is something I really need to uh, think about. And uh, like you said, I asked you your opinion. I asked Deja, I asked Fee, I asked Chris. And I thought about myself and, and I thought about the movie, it's crazy, I thought about the movie Black Klansman. Have y'all seen that? Yeah. I have yeah. not saw it. Yeah. Bro, you, you yeah, are you missing out. 
and you need to watch that. Yeah. Okay. But the movie in the movie Black Klansman, this this black man, unknown to the KKK, was within the KKK in mm-hmm. a sense, and being within, he was able to do amazing work. Right. So, and I had just watched that movie right before our protest. So that was my thought, like, hmm. Uh, here, here it is, another position. I'm not guaranteed to get it, but another position I could go for to make change and, and serve our community, serve our people. And uh, whether I got it or not, whether I want it or not, the pressure of a young man going for that position to the older people who are currently sitting in that position, it's going to make change. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what, everything we've done together, everything with the activist tip, etc., has been about positive change. And so that was the thought. Here, here's another position where I can make positive change and serve the people on a higher platform. And uh, decided to go for it. I think that, uh, like, just looking at all the, the positions that are open right now in Pritchett, this is the first time in a while I've seen different faces. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and like young, young faces. Young. And, that. Yeah. and it's not just like in just your district, it's like all across the board. Right, right. Which we'll dive a little bit more into that later. But it's good to see young black people trying to spark change. And go for these positions, because mm-hmm. sometimes you have to disrupt things for in order for it to be changed. Right, right. You know, and it's and it's not a bad thing, at no. all. The disruption really is simply just people actually putting forth the effort mm-hmm. to do anything. Rick Ross said it in in not the Port of Miami, but uh, the the see the album before that. You know, he he spoke on you know Trump in office, and he said we gotta. You know what I'm saying? Have something to break us down in order for us to build. Right. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? Like, by both of us being Bell, we we were prior military. And we are products of that. In basic training, they strip you of mm. everything. Of everything. Yeah, underwear, bro. <laughs> they, strip you, they strip you of everything. And they build you back up. And you're right. To have these young minds right for whatever the case may be just the the fact that young people are finally seeing like hey we need change in the community because it's been time and time again in the earlier episodes that I've came on here and I said we in 2000 we don't have those mountains we don't have those martins mm. we don't have those fresh shoulders works those uh, uh, Mr. Lewis that just passed. Lewis, yeah. We don't have those personnel, those people. Malcolm X. We don't have those. We don't have. We don't have those, man. And you know, I'll be first, first, and foremost to say, shit. I don't know politics, but I know it's time for a change in the community. <clears throat> Yeah. You know, and like Sean said, man, we got young people, man, that, hey, are disrupting the norm. Right. Because we're out here, we're seeing change because nine times out of ten, man, like, the people that are, the black people that are dying 
at the hands of police brutality are 35 and under. Majority of them. You had Amara Arbery, Breonna Taylor, Sandra Bland, Tamir Rice, Trayvon Martin. Goes on and on. The list goes on and on and on. And, you know, at one point in time, man, you just thought, you, you think, like, shit, am I going to live to see 25? 20, right. You know what right. I'm saying? 21 was, I, you know, that was back, that was back in our, in our older cousins and, and relatives, they didn't know they were going to see 21. Mm-hmm. We live to see 21, but shit, are we going to live to see 25? Right. You know what I'm saying? So, bro, um, for you to have that fire, for you to run for a position in your city, in your district, that's powerful. That's powerful. <clears throat> Preacher man, growing up, it's always been the, the, the city of champions, right? It's always been the city of champions. And we could we could come back to that. But it's on the leadership <clears throat> to enable that. Yeah. So it's it's not just one entity, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's the city council, it's the mayor, it's the people as well. Everybody got to work together. And and I feel like these new faces that you spoke of, as well as some of the old faces, it's some, it's some people that's already in city council, I, I, I've liked what they've done, need to work together. Unity. Yeah. Anybody that's not about unity, that's in there for themselves, that's in there for a check or the benefits or whatever, they need to go. So, um, I know you mentioned earlier, you was like, man, it's a host of different issues mm-hmm. that are going on within the city, but like, what are the ones that are most pressing to you? Like, you get elected, these are like the one or two that write off, like, I gotta try to do something about it. You got a top, a top three. If you, if you, if you said that you got a top three issues that you want to work on fresh in the office, mm-hmm. what would be those top three issues? First issue would be, which kind of covers everything, but it would be transparency in in city government. Mm-hmm. If 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 me and Deja the city council, and you're the mayor, and you're stopping what we're doing, tell your people. Okay, you're district three. I'm a district two. You go tell your people why A through. A, B, C, D is not being done. I'm going to tell my people why A, B, C is not being done. We all campaigned to get to this position. We're here. They're expecting us to do our best. When we try our best, if something's stopping us, you should tell them. Yeah. There's nothing being translated. Yeah. And nobody yeah. knows what's going on. So that's to be the first one. Transparency in uh, city government. Uh, the next issue, I've been going door to door. Campaigning, talking with people, talking about the same issues I got going on myself. Uh, it will be the all the 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 vacant lots that are unkept and, and not taken care of, and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, trash filled and, and etc. Like, let's get a let's get a grip on that. Yeah. Like, if the city should not be a, a trash pile. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a guy that lives on Whistler Avenue. He works for the city of Pritchard. 
and I talk with him here and there, and he tells me that, man, we do our job, it's just the, the, the garbage trucks, they break down. Yeah. And they're, okay, when they break down, they're supposed to give them, you know, put maintenance orders in, whatever, get them fixed, but they don't get them fixed. And so now here's another Thursday that the trash is not getting picked up. And another Thursday, and another Thursday. You as a citizen, you put your trash where you post them. You make sure it's not on no power line like the ass, so the truck won't hit no power line. You do everything you ask every Thursday, but this trash pile is getting bigger and bigger because it's not getting picked up. Why? Because the trucks can't even move. Yeah. They're not like, but here's, here's the thing you don't know that. Why? Because of the first thing I said. Yeah. Transparency. Nobody's telling you. Yeah. Yeah. You just know that your trash ain't getting picked up. Right. Yeah. So, and, and this vacant lot ain't getting taken care of. And you've called in. And it's okay. We're going to handle it. And nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And I guess the next thing would be uh, some work on the streets, man. That, that's another issue. Uh, I drive down Thomas Avenue. Uh, the same. I can close my eyes. And drive down that street and miss all the potholes because they've been there that long. God, I, I, I swear to God, I can close my eyes and drive down the street and miss all the potholes because they've been there that long. That's crazy. It is. It, it's, it's wild. Um, you, you hear that Pritchard does have some money. It's just being spent the wrong way. But what way is it being spent that's wrong then? Like, yeah, that was going to be my question. Like, where's the money going now? Right. And it's like, okay. And again, back to my first point, transparency. As a city councilman, my job is to represent my district. And and those are the issues in my district. It's some more issues, but the top issues, people don't know what's going on, the vacant lots, and the damaged streets. So, real quick, what does District 2 consist of in Pritchard, Alabama? Uh, and are there any schools in that area? Because I, I'm I, I'm not from Pritchard. Mm -hmm. I'm a product of Orange Grove. Uh, I, at a young age, I moved off of Halls Mill Road, mm -hmm. where my mom still resides to this day. And now, you know, that I'm older and I have a family... I live up Moffat Road in the in the county. I live in between District Seven of the City of Mobile and Sims, Alabama. So I don't have no say so when it comes to no city ordinance or anything like that mm -hmm. when it comes to Mobile. I don't have no say so what goes on in Sims because I don't live in neither one according to the, the, the limits. I can only vote on county issues. So for the people, like what is the the big area of what District Two and Pritchard, Alabama consist of? Pritchard, uh District Two is pretty large. I, it is the biggest district out of all the districts. However, a lot of the district is just open land. So, mm -hmm. I don't know if you're all familiar with it, but uh, Mount Calvary Church mm -hmm. on Price Avenue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, D.I.'s 
mother's restaurant. Okay. Or Diaz restaurant. So right there. Basically over that way where Viagra is. No, 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 no. Not that far. But okay. Right there back, on Price okay. Avenue. Okay. Mount, Mount Calvary. Yeah. And, and and if you Mount Calvary, you go a little further down towards the rest the restaurant I spoke of. Uh, I Diaz think it's restaurant. Or something like yeah. that. Right there is the beginning of District Two. Mm-hmm. And from there, you would go west. Mm-hmm. So going west, you would go down Whistler mm-hmm. Avenue, uh, Pritchard Stadium. Mm-hmm. But you know, y'all remember the railroad that was right there by Pritchard Stadium? Mm-hmm. It's no longer there. Right. But that would be the the borderline. Okay. For the District Two. On this side, on the Pritchard Stadium side of District Two, I mean on the Pritchard Stadium side of the tracks, would be District Two. On the other side of the tracks, I think that would be District 4. Mm-hmm. So, and you keep going down Whistler. Uh, the next big landmark would be Whistler uh, Whistler Street Church. Mm-hmm. The big white church on Whistler Street. And these two churches I just named, Mount Calvary, just anybody know, Mount Calvary and Whistler Street Church are the two voting sites for District 2 that just changed uh, okay. this past week. Those are the two voting sites on the 25th, August 25th, Tuesday. So then after you pass Whistler Street Church, you keep going. So that neighborhoods on both sides of Whistler. So we started off with Mount Calvary in the restaurant. And we kept going down Whistler, Pritchard Stadium Incorporated. Everything around it. Stay on the uh, north side of the railroad, the old railroad. And once you get to pretty much Industrial Parkway, that's, mm-hmm. the, that's kind of the cutoff. It's, it's a, a, a small part south that's past Industrial Parkway, mm-hmm. but Industrial Parkway is probably the cutoff. And if you go down Industrial Parkway, uh, you all know uh, Chickasaw, Sarahland, yeah. where that Walmart is? Yeah. On the south side of that road that Walmart's on. Okay, okay. So the south side of that road that Walmart's on, all the way down Industrial Parkway, and stop at 45. Highway 45. Gotcha. All right. So the, 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 it's like a big triangle. All right. One more question, man, before we go to commercial break. Uh, you play sports. Yes, I did. Blunt. Y'all see this? That's okay. All right. Well, I mean, you know, you're the product of your environment. You know, <laughs> <laughs> We played at Pritchard State. Right. Uh, I coached at Viga for three seasons. Mm-hmm. What would be your plans for Pritchard Stadium? Because Pritchard Stadium has the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Potential? Yes. That's why Sean is my right hand man. There you Gotcha, bro. Appreciate it. High five. <laughs> <laughs> Preacher Stadium has the potential to be that stadium for excellence, basically, for young black athletes. Uh, but to be honest, it's not kept right. When you're elected, y'all see what I did there? 
Yeah. Spoken into existence. Put it yes. in the atmosphere. When you are elected councilman of District 2, what type of plans do you see for Pritchard Stadium? I see the same plans for Pritchard Stadium as I do for Pritchard Mini Mall, which is not my district, but those two things are like pinnacles of Pritchard, Alabama. Right. They need to be upkept. They need to be renovated. They, they, some type of fund needs to be put into them to keep them up, up the par, to keep them going, to keep them, I don't know, visually pleasing mm -hmm. so that some type of revenue can come from them. Right. Uh, so I, I would definitely shoot for that. You asked me earlier my top three, and I said transparency, I spoke on the vacant lots, and I spoke on the streets. Mm -hmm. I like to change one of those. Okay. Uh, let's take let's 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 take away the vacant lots. Let's move the streets up. Let's say that water bill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like uh, going door to door. Uh, a lot of elderly women I mm -hmm. spoke to. Their water bill is enough for a full family, but they live by themselves. Right. That's mm. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And they, they, they damn near can't afford it. So, I want to change my top three, but back on the Pritchard Stadium. It needs to be kept up. It needs to be renovated. It, it should look more modern than it does now. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, again, Pritchard has always been the, the city of champions. And that doesn't honestly look like a place of champions of current day. So we, we, we need to put some some type of fund or revenue or grant money or something into that. Because so it's I, a it's a perfect location. Right. Oh yeah. Right off the interstate. It's just right there. I mean you can't help but to see it on Friday nights. Right, when you it's see the lights. Right. Man, it 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 just by me being a coach and going back <laughs> and stepping on that field, I remember our freshman year. Right. I remember our sophomore year. Yeah. Even though we got in that, to that tussle with Blunt our sophomore year, I remember that just being there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just being there, man. And, and I feel like that could be where so much is housed just for the black schools. Yeah. Bring those black heritage games back right. to yes. Pritchard Stadium. Yes. You right. know? That's revenue. Right. For the city. Exactly. For the city. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That, that, there it is. Man, I, again, I can't say it enough. Pritchard is a city of champions. Like, that, that the man, I remember growing up, we used to walk to them games. Yeah. Happy. Didn't care. We right. walking to the game, get there. An hour early, get a good seat, and watch the entire game. That's local people watching the game. People come from all parts of Alabama yeah. to watch Blunt, Bible play in that stadium. Mm -hmm. Seeing raw talent. Yeah. yeah. Raw talent. Yeah. NFL or hot, whatever talent play right there. It, all that, all, all them games, all them people, these decades, that that stadium should be well kept. But you you know you know what <laughs> what what uh 
what really got to me, man, was when the second the second year that I was coaching over at Viger. And that was the year we made that run all the way to the, to the state championship game. But we had a playoff game with Broadwood Christian. For those that don't know, Broadwood Christian is a predominantly white institute. And they had issues with them coming here and playing at Pritchard Stadium. It kind of reminded me of Remember the Titans mm -hmm. when the coach sent Boone a banana. Mm -hmm. Because they tried to make every excuse not to play at Pritchard Stadium right. and to move the game to last stadium. <clears throat> they said the water wasn't hot enough. They said it was in a bad area. I mean, in the end, that fueled the players and the coaches, and we went out there and we kicked their ass. Right. But just seeing how in modern times people – Thought process yeah. still, still exists to yeah. this day. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like if Preacher Stadium was a third of what Lad Stadium is, a quarter of what the new stadium that they built for South in a black area right. is. That would turn the tides so many ways. And like you said, bring in so much revenue to this small city that's known as Pritchard. All right. All right. I agree with you, bro. But uh, I think this is a good enough time, man, for us to take a commercial break. And when we come back, man, we're going to um, talk about you hearing on uh, a little bit of corruption and and some some uh, some issues that that the people of Pritchard are having, and also you know I want we want to get your thoughts, man, on what's going on with uh, the mayor race and, and 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 other things that are going on because voting for Pritchard is this Tuesday coming up, August twenty fifth. So you know we want to get your thoughts and your your input, man, on how you feel about the race that's coming up. Okay. But we're going to have a word from our, our sponsor right now. All right, we back, we back, we back, man. Golly, boy. <laughs> the homie Wu is tripping once again. Always. Oh, man. Don't worry about that. Miss Janice, pray for you, son. Pray for him, please. We back. Yeah, go to the altar on his We behalf. back. Yes, yes. Who we got in the building with yeah, that? <laughs> but we back, man. We got, you know, we got the homie Alexis Bell in the building. Running for councilman for District Two in the city of city of Pritchett. The yes, next, PA. the next city councilman for District Two. And then we got the homie Deja in the building. His campaign manager. Yep, yep. High learning, baby. I love you, Deja. <laughs> I know I ain't saying right, but whatever. So, so, boy, thank God for technology and editing. Yes. So, um, <laughs> so man, we. You know, we, we, we've been talking to the Bell about, the you, Bell. Know, you know, what he's <laughs> been talking to Bell about, um, you know, what he's looking to do, man, change he's looking to bring to the city of Pritchett. Yes. 
um, the issues and things like that. And we yes. also touched on like the different faces mm -hmm. that we're seeing that are running. Mm. Um, and recently, mm -hmm. uh, it has come, uh, <laughs> one of the new faces has been broadcast <laughs> all over the United States of America <laughs> for not the right reasons. At all. Um, the Mary, <laughs> the, the, one of the Mario candidates, Mr. Reginald Davis, is uh he like look man and then hide his hand yeah there you go if you was gonna do a qb a man and say hey look what kind of videos mr audubon make mr audubon i stand behind my shit q yep but i can't stand with you and i can't agree with you for being a whole ass nigga but want to go send out some shit so i'm gonna be this nigga you want me to see mr q. audubon i'm gonna slap your bitch ass when i see you yeah. he said it the mayor. Yeah. yeah. Let it be known the mayor gonna slap Q bitch ass for trying to goddamn ruin my campaign. Yeah. yeah. So see, y'all see me be professional, talk it. without cursing, mm. and, and be a stand-up guy to prove that I can lead this city. I got a plan. I wrote Roll it down, down on paper. <laughs> I did so many interviews with positive animation, information Innovation. about this fucked up ass city preacher. Mm. Animation. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Audubon. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, he wanted, I guess he wanted us to know first and foremost, regardless, he's a real nigga. That's, that's, that's basically what that's he... That's basically it, man. Yeah, but, um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just interesting because, like, you, because if you, like, I, I watched the debate that they had. Oh, really? I did. I did. I and did. to be perfectly honest, he did very well during the debate. Really? He did. Yeah, he did he very did. well during the debate. Um, especially, you wouldn't expect for him to do that well, especially considering that that video happened hours prior to the debate. Man, right, what, what right. about the video that dropped with Pound Cake? The no. first one. So, so, all right, so we, let's, let's jump into that. So, the other issue I have with Mr. Davis is that he sent out a te text blast to register voters in the city of Pritchett. And, you know, all, all candidates do it for the most part. And at the bottom of it, after he says, vote for me for, I'm looking to do this, do this, do that. He says, by the way, go to YouTube, click and subscribe and check out my, my rap music. And I was like, oh, so, so we trying to be a mayor and a rap superstar. That's, that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically. So we got, so we got, we got a hood nigga. Oh, oh yeah. Cause he was rocking the bandana like he was rough riding. Like he was damn mixed back in the day. Stop! Tupac. Drop! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut him down, open up shop. Yeah. And then let's not ignore the fact he was smoking a blunt while he was doing a live video, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, so, my people, is what we call a real ass nigga. Yeah, yeah, that's him. That's him. So, um, you know, for you running for an office in that district and running, I won't say it's not like y'all are like, it's not like y'all are like tied, like you, he president, you vice president or whatever, but you know, somebody that you could potentially be working alongside. <laughs> <laughs> a real nigga. <laughs> real. A real nigga. Real. Yeah, he a real nigga. How, so how did that make you feel as a, a, a candidate seeing that take place? Cause it was, that day was complete and utter Fuckery, like it was debauchery. That was my friends, what Wu calls, bacoonery. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bacoonery. Yes. 
It was a buffoon and straight cooner. <laughs> but so, you know, like, how did that make you feel, though? All right, so I was supposed to go to the debate. I was supposed to attend the debate, the debate uh, with uh, Rodney Clemens. Okay. And who's another uh, candidate? Mayor, another candidate, candidate, yeah. another candidate for the mayor position. Position. And uh, <coughs> once I seen that video that was just played about him threatening Q, I felt like would you would you call it bacunery? I felt like it was all bacunery, all cap, all that. Hashtag bacunery. I I didn't want to be a part of it. So, I didn't attend. However, from a marketing standpoint, it was genius. Um, people pay attention to fights, uh, animosity, yeah. rap music, etc. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's what he put out prior to <clears throat> the debate. That debate had, if I'm not mistaken, 30,000 views. Wow. Which would have never happened if it wasn't for that. Right. Yeah. So, again, I didn't want to be a part of it thinking that we all know grown man mm-hmm. tells another grown man, I'm going to slap the shit out of you. <laughs> right. And the world is watching, expecting you to retaliate. You're gonna be at the same place at the same time an hour later. Yeah. Here's the build up, you know. So I I, I didn't want to be a part of it. However, it again it was genius on Reginald's part to present it that way. But then it was it ended up being to me a totally new platform for Pritchard mm-hmm. for Mobile in a sense like. A mayor debate, mm-hmm. a, uh, less than a week away from election. Yeah, right. You're literally seeing right there with two, three days prior what they all represented. Yeah, with real questions. Yep. Like it, it was, it was professional. So. Can I chime in? You sure of course can. you can. Yes. Come on, Dan. Yes. I just want to say because you're right about that. Uh, marketing. Come on, close to Marketing the was everything, but we all know that when it's time to vote, it's going to be me, ma, papa, yeah, auntie, nanny. They're going to be the ones to vote. Mm-hmm. So although us in our age and people younger than us, we we hey, we we want to. We're not going to no polls. And we, especially in Pritchard, you know, we know that. It's just, they're not, the ones that saying Reginald for mayor and doing all of that stuff, it's going to be their grandparents. The ones that's in the church, the ones that actually got the text messages and didn't know what they was looking at for real, for real. Right, right. They're going to be the ones to vote. So and that, just just to piggyback off what you said, Dage, um, I've been working the polls, uh, not the strip polls, 
But <laughs> I, I can see you on the pole. I, shit, I can't even goddamn climb the goddamn rope <laughs> that we had to climb in the military. <laughs> this nigga had to, he, he have a hard time climbing but steps. I, you know, the pole. <laughs> but who you tell me? With a fifty pound rucksack? <laughs> Man, look. But I've uh, I've been working the election polls probably the last maybe two or three elections, and what I've noticed. Is just what Deja said. We don't have a lot of people around our age that go out and vote. Mm-hmm. I believe the first, no, you will? No. I think I voted in the presidential election with but the second Bush. And then I saw a surges of when Barack was running. Mm-hmm. The black vote and mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of black people voted then. After that, this last presidential race four years ago with Hillary and and Trump, it wasn't that many of us. Even at the local levels, that just happened back in July with the runoffs, mm-hmm. wasn't a significant amount of young black. People out voting, and this is my issue that I have with this. We do a lot of shit talking behind the scenes. Yeah, we do a lot of griping, a lot of grunting. We do a lot of this motherfucker here, this motherfucker there, this person in the office. What the fuck we gonna do? First and foremost, you can't say shit. I don't hear nothing from you. Like when somebody say something. Like, well, did you get out and vote? Well, nah. All right, well, fuck it. Conversation over with. Because you can't, you cannot gripe. You cannot complain. You cannot argue, fuss, fight, whatever the case may be. And you ain't get out there and vote. Here it is, back in the 60s, we had, which were our aunts, our uncles, our mothers, our fathers. Granddad, granddad, all that. All that that was out there. Walking across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma. Having dogs unleashed on them. Having water spewed upon them through a uh, hundred plus PSIs or all this bullshit through water hoses. Going through that. For us to have the right to vote. And you niggas. <laughs> don't want to get out there and vote. And yeah, I said the word. You Nick, you coons. But you want to be the first ones to sit back and fuss and gripe about shit that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Right. And then here it is. You got a motherfucker here. Nigga could be very well be the most realest nigga. I don't know. I ain't never seen this nigga before until now. All right. Yeah, you want to be real and all this bullshit. But my G. It's a time and a place for that. Yep. Right. It's a time and a place for you to be, quote unquote, a real ass nigga and a professional African American male. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Because that's the stigma that lies within the black community. Yep. Right. And for people that don't, that is the stigma that lies in our black areas, such as Pritchard. Such as Tomaville, yeah. such as Orange Grove that they tore down and rebuilt up. Mm-hmm. 
such as Maysville, yep. Roger Williams that no longer exists. That's the stigma that lies within our black communities. And you want to feed into that shit? I can just imagine right now what these white folks and who is not racist at all. Equal opportunity. But I can just imagine what these Caucasian people in these offices in the city of Mobile sitting back looking at. They laughing. They are key, key, key. And I can just imagine when Mardi Gras rolls around oh, and no goddamn comic cowboys have their fucking parade. <laughs> oh, man. All the bullshit that's going to lie. Oh, yeah. And then you colors are going to get on black Twitter, on black Facebook, on Snapchat, on Instagram, and say, look at this shit here in my city. Now, you should have been saying that shit four or five <laughs> months ago, which is the now, mm-hmm. and correcting that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I, look, look, let me play devil's advocate. Please, sir. I agree with everything Deja said. I agree with everything Ken said. It reminds me of Trump. That, that's like a, 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 a mockery yeah. of, of how it should be or a, a mockery of, of the political standard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, again, before I said it, it was a, a, on a genius tip to. To, to bait it up like that. Bait it up like a fight was going to happen, some controversy was going to happen, and then be professional. But at the same time, like Ken said, like they just said, that the overall look of it is bad on us. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I heard what people said. I, I, I was impressed, actually, with what Reginald said, I was impressed with what Rodney Clemens said. Yeah. Uh, but to get to that point that way, it, it just it just don't feel right. Mm-hmm. Because he 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 damaged himself. Not only himself, but everybody else. Like he 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 damaged it because I understand trying to build up. Mm-hmm. Get a build up so you can get people intrigued, right? You know, they've been doing it for years. They mm-hmm. do it. And sports, all kinds of media, wrestling has basically built itself off of that. But, like, you can't give, you can't give the white people what they want. Mm-hmm. Which is, a, which is a, a depiction of what they already see us as. Right. You know, so like, it's like... Ignorant. Ignorant, exactly. Like, you, you can't do that. <clears throat> so although he did very well during the the um, the debate, all that's trashed. Mm-hmm. It's trashed because of what he did prior. And after. And after. And then, like, so then, you know, he, he, he did all that to gain all this exposure, but then all these other things are coming out. Like his music videos, mm-hmm. his what wife or girlfriend or whatever she is. Pound cake. Yeah, pound cake. Oh, pound cake. Mm-hmm. Um, Smoking Reggie, eating pound cake. Exactly. It, it, so it's like so like 
did he he did he accomplished the goal of gaining exposure. Yeah. He did that. You did that. But that wasn't the type of exposure right. that he should have been trying to get. Right. Especially right. like when you when you know that what you have behind that door is not what the people really want to see. Right. You know, and, it, it's and that not goes, that goes back to when we was in RTC, man, back in high school. And and one thing, man, I love Sergeant Major to death. Sergeant Major Heron, one of my one of my best mentors in life. He always said, you can have a thousand attaboys, which are accolades, pats on your back. But you have that one all shit mm-hmm. that could just mess up everything. Yes, yeah. sir. Yep. And I didn't see the debates, but the way y'all speaking on it, y'all are saying that this this guy, man, did outstanding. I mean, he, like he carried himself well, spoke very well. Yeah, written down, he had a fucking, he had it with him, like yeah, and he, he looked different. Some decent ideas, but right. you could have all these decent ideas, man. You could you could speak so eloquently, so fluently. You could stand up there. In the nicest of the clothing, well kept, shave, look superb. Superb. Look, look, look like the decent African American you can be. Be very dapper. <laughs> yeah. Very dapper. Very dapper. Yeah. Yes. Smell yeah. good and everything. Casket shot. But as soon as you step out, and black people get a hold of black Twitter. And see you, nigga, with a bandana wrapped around your head, like you stuck in the '90s, talking about you finna slap a nigga. Right. You don't believe in in violence, but you gonna shoot a nigga. Puffing on the back. It's just like Ti when he use his big words. Ti use big words all the time. Expeditiously. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out to Tip. I want them proud. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying. Right. We all know Tip use big words. Right. All right. Let me let me throw something in there on, on the devil's advocate tip. They just spoke on it. It was it was thirty thousand views, right? Yep. I think Pritchard got like a population of twenty five. It might be more than that because Shade Room has got a hold to it. Right. Media so Takeout got a hold. Everybody, to it. including celebrities, has seen this man put Pritchard. Right. I was well, just well, waiting. Hope, I was waiting to hear it on the Breakfast Club. I I hope we on the map, and maybe we get some more attention, get some more revenue. But here's my thing. I agree with you. Grandmamas and granddaddies and older people have been voting. The thing is, we don't know when younger people are gonna start voting. Like 2020. Has been a crazy year. Can we all agree yeah. on that? Yeah, absolutely. It's been a yep. crazy year, right? Yeah. Yes, so what if this year, because this year, we are more conscious on everything, on racism, on political stuff, social stuff. <clears throat> We're just more conscious. I mean, blaming on Corona, everybody at home looking at the phone, looking at the tablet, looking at the computer. Whatever. We're more conscious. So what if this year? The young crowd gets out and vote. If that happens with Reginald's type of PR, et cetera, publicity, marketing, et cetera, 
So let me ask you this though. And he wins. So all right. So let's let's go that far, right? So let's say he wins. Oh Yeah. Let's say it happens. You win as well. And we talked about we talked about revenue. Mm-hmm. So like when you look at revenue for your city, you have to bring in businesses for that. Right. It's gonna make it kind of hard for some of these major corporations to do business with you. Not one. Yeah. Whenever you see that that's the face of the city the Done. mayor is the face of the city Done. so it's like he's shot all of that down the only thing not the only thing but the only things that will come from the other side of his campaign will be strip clubs yeah like need- bars yep entertainment he he's an entertainer in my Cause, eyes because i think specifically in his text blast that I screenshotted, he said he wanted to bring more concerts and sporting events to the city. Entertainment. Right. Which, I mean... And it pays. Yeah, it, pays. it does. Which, I mean, it's not I, a bad idea. No, no. I don't think it, it's, it's bad at all. That's why the renovation of, of Pritchett Stadium would right. be, like, pivotal for that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that would be big. But it's like, okay, that's just a piece of it. Right. What about a neighborhood Walmart? Exactly. What about Amazon? Yeah. What a, You know what I'm saying? They, they're not going to mess with... That type of atmosphere that he brings. Not you telling Pound Cake to bend that ass over. Hell no. They're not not doing it. Pound Cake slumped over in the car. I'm talking about knocked off. Yeah, like she was shot. I'll tell you who they will deal with. Who was that, sir? Rodney Clemens. Rodney a good dude, man. Good dude. Wholesome dude. Military background. Real. Transparent, family man, open-minded, business-minded. Yeah, wants to bring revenue to the city. Cause I think when I look, I look back at when uh, Stimson and, and Sam Jones ran, which you know, of course, Sam, but 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 Stimson got all those votes because he decided to have a fish fry and bring Tucker mm-hmm. to oh, yeah. Mobile mm-hmm. and give people Fago. But um Man, you niggas ate it up. Yeah, ate it up. You know, he ain't that bad. But um one thing that they sold was his business acumen. How like he was a successful business owner and we're looking at bringing revenue to the city of Mobile, he can do that. Mm-hmm. And out of everything he's done, he's done that. He's brought money to the city. So like having somebody business minded like Rodney wouldn't be a bad idea. Right. Not at all. Especially when you're trying to drive revenue mm-hmm. and and you need money to fix a lot of the issues that's going on in Pritchard. He's already bringing revenue to the city in the sense of real estate and rebuilding homes throughout Trinity Gardens and Pritchard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. On a lower level, so put up a person like that in a mayor position. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it's it. It's not, it's not on me. It's not on you all. Right. It's on the voters. And I feel like often they don't uh, look at what might be a real attribute toward the position versus uh, a food drive or versus, uh, well, that's who I voted for last year. Yeah. Man, you know what? One thing I will change. say yeah. is, uh, I don't know what it is, but I've seen this may have been 
the first time that I've seen this many people running for so many positions in the city of Preacher. Yeah. Young people at that. Right, yeah. right, right. So, but uh, let's just switch gears for um, a hot second. All right. Uh, as always, we always say we had a packed full weekend. Yeah. Packed full week. Yeah. We um, just had uh, Joe Biden mm. and Kamala Harris mm. accept the Democratic nomination to run for president and vice president. And me, I think this is huge. It is. Why is it huge, Wu? Well, I'll tell you why. <laughs> because now America sees that we're fucked up. Mm-hmm. America sees that we have one Caucasian in office that doesn't understand anybody that's I other than care. Yeah. Doesn't understand, he care doesn't at care all. at all. Old white guy in Donald Trump. And I thought it couldn't get worse at the bush. <sighs> and he's proven that, proven yeah. me wrong twice over. And now we have Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. For the times that we're in, I'm for it. Mm-hmm. Right. To have a black woman as the Democratic nomination for Vice President of the United States of America. Yeah. That's pretty huge. It is huge. But one thing that I have noticed is that although she is black, there's this thing called colorism. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of people that are bitching and griping about the person, her background, who she is. Yeah. So let's touch on colorism for a little bit. And let's talk on the difference between colorism and racism. What are you guys' thoughts about that? I feel like Talk about the origins of it, right? Colorism started the Roman Catholic Church long, 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 long ago okay. when they had the, uh, the slave triangle, mm-hmm. right? Uh, religions battling, etc. over there in Europe, in that area. And the Roman Catholic Church decided if you were black, you were less than. Mm-hmm. And there was that, that, that thought <laughs> still remains to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all we went through four, five hundred years of slavery and oppression and segregation, etc. Uh, so now I feel like due to Obama, they realize how important. <coughs> The black vote is extremely mm-hmm. right. So now Biden, Biden. I feel like Biden chose her for multiple reasons. 
but none larger than the fact that she's black. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and he could gain the black vote. Yeah. But it was a smart choice at the same time. Now he's gaining the black vote. Now he's gaining the woman vote. Now he's gaining the Asian vote. I mean, it, it just goes on and on and on. So, you speak on colorism. In that sense, it it's, I don't know, it sounds crazy, positive discrimination? Because that's the first time we all, everybody in this room is black, that's the first time we've all seen a black woman as vice president, right? Mm-hmm. So we're happy about it, we like it. Even though we know the reason he did it. He and Trump made racist-ass statements about black people. Biden said, if, if you ain't black, if you don't vote for me. I can't even name all the dumb shit Trump has said. So, in his mind, I guess he made up for it by picking a black woman as vice president to gain the black vote. Like I said, positive discrimination in a sense because... It's the first time we've seen a woman in that position as a black woman. However, we all know the reason he did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, colorism is larger than that. It's an everyday thing. Uh, I, I, uh, Kendrick spoke on it. I've worked on boats for 12 years. When I was in Alaska, I was one of three black captains out of I don't know, 200? That's 300? Speak your shit, boy. So, and and that's just how it goes. Hey, man. So, hey. Bell being humble right now. He said one of three black captains. Shit, we all know captains lead that motherfucker, man. (laughs) If that don't speak to his character on leadership, goddammit, I don't know what does. My bad, bro. I, no, you I'm good. sorry to cut you I, I appreciate you. Uh, it, I mean, but that's just one industry. It's it's more industries with the numbers lopsided like that. And, and there it goes with me trying to run for District 2 as a city councilman candidate. I've seen both sides. I grew up in Pritchard. I've seen crackheads. I've seen dead bodies. The potholes, the the violence, etc. I made it out of preacher. I joined the military, had a career there. I joined. I ended up being a, a seaman, a merchant mariner. Had a career there. I, I, I made lots of money with my career. Seen the other side. Uh, white people, uh, white supremacists, trying to convince me my own people were subpar mm-hmm. I, that uh, I'm the token black guy mm-hmm. and everybody I grew up with or I'm friends with was less than right and some people forget where they come from but I never have and I never will man I I feel like this whole colorism thing man you spoke on it with the Roman Catholic Church but I think it'll resonate with a lot of people man when we go back to slavery yeah and you know we, I think we may have touched on it before once in the, in the previous episode, but you think about the lighter, the fair-skinned uh, black slaves. Where were they? Where were they at? In the, in the fields. 
So the, the black ones, the, the, the lighter, oh, yeah, oh, in the, the house. The, the more fair skinned ones were in the house. They they were, they were the, that I believe that's where the word token came from because they were there. They used to have all the nicer threads. They would be their presentation <clears throat> when the slave owners had guests and, and, and other things or whatnot. And then you spoke on it. You touched on being in the military. We see that a lot. Well, I've saw it a lot. Mm-hmm. When I was in the military for nine years, and I became an officer, mm-hmm. and you have that stigma where some blacks that were in positions didn't want to reach out and help. It took me... Like, I, I always speak on it. If it wasn't for my frat brothers that were in higher positions than I were in the military, yeah. I wouldn't learn the things that I learned because a lot of us tend to shun on other blacks. Feel like, I got it. You can get it. It wasn't handed to me. I'm not going to hand it to you. A lot of times, we don't look for handouts. Right. Uh, we need... Is the blueprint. Let me know what worked for you and let me tweak it. And I'm going to work it myself. Exactly. But I got a guideline. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, man, like, you know, a lot a lot of people, man, like, took shots at Kamala, man. Talking about, you know, she's not fully black. She's light-skinned. She got Asian background Whatever other bullshit that they was throwing out there. Does that matter? No. Because at the no. end of the day, when she walks out of her door, she's black. The world sees her as black. Right. She's black. You get what I'm saying? Right. I get what and you're uh, let's dive into this shit, man, a little bit deeper. I'm ready. We already heard about the brown paper bag test. Mm-hmm. We all heard about, you know, uh, I don't know about. Females, if back in the days, if their hair wasn't straight enough, if a comb couldn't go through their hair because their hair wasn't straight enough, then they were considered too black. You know what I'm saying? Like this. See, it happens. This shit happens to this day. Right, right. Recently, it's, it's changed a little. It's changed a little bit, but not as much as it should be. Right. Look, look. I'm going to hit y'all with it. I blame everything. Everything almost going on in the black community. There's a, there's a sense of accountability, but I blame almost everything on slavery from white supremacists. You all know the concept that black people show up late? Yep. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody, black people always CP late. Time. Where did that come from? <clears throat> Years ago, when we were trying to uprise and fight back, White people caught a hold to it. So they show up at our meetings and kill us. Mm. Well, if they find out our meeting was at 8 o'clock and we hid in the bushes and the ditches and the trees to 8.30, we were late for our meeting, but we didn't die and we still had our meeting. They missed us. Mm. Mm. Epigenetics. Mm, wonder where you got that from. Right. Mm. I mean, you wanna, let's talk about something else. I swag. Mm-hmm. Our threads, mm-hmm. our, our p- 
persona. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? White people who owned slaves used to dress us up in our best on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Our Sunday best. So many years of that. How many years? I think it was 400? Yeah. 400 years of that is embedded in our DNA. Hmm. Just the thoughts change. Stop. That's it. We go to the club. I'm not finna. None of us are gonna wear what we go, what we have on right now, to go somewhere. I don't know. Well, some event. None of us are gonna wear what we have on right now to go to an event. Why? Because of the white people putting the Sunday best on us for 400 years. Mm-hmm. It's called epigenetics. If you live next door to a house that plays loud music for 400 years. At the end of the 400 years, your body is going to adapt. Your DNA is literally going to adapt to what you've been going through. That is on so many subjects in the black community. From things that we should get counseling for, mm-hmm. therapy for. Yeah. From, from, from the passionate black woman going through relationships and never healing from you know why because they've always been pushed to endure 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 versus healing like other races mm-hmm. so then you and i meet a black woman she might seem a little down she might seem a little bitter or whatever she never healed from what she went through she don't know how to heal from what she went through her mother didn't heal her grandmother didn't heal her great-grandmother didn't heal and wasn't able to teach them how to heal i mean this this I can go on and on and on. Adultification. We're all, women and men, are looked at by white supremacists as older than we are. Mm-hmm. You should be able to do what I can do. I'm 35 as a white man. You 18. I expect you to know and do what I can do. <clears throat> But you haven't had the life experiences. Right. I haven't had the life experiences. I haven't had the opportunities. I haven't had the liberties. And I've been impressed. Right. But I'm expected, with all that going on, to do and know what you can do. Yeah. Like Wu said, current day, now, white America is realizing or admitting what they put us through. It's a bill right now. It's called uh, H.R.40, which is reparations for black people. <clears throat> right now, it's in conversation. Didn't that just get um, passed in South Carolina or something like that? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. One state out of all 50 passed it, and they're giving out reparations to black people. Mm-hmm. Versus all fifty, <clears throat> just like every, just like weed or anything else we've seen come up, slowly but surely we keep fighting it, we keep pushing it, it'll get passed in other states, it'll get passed federally. Mm-hmm. But we gotta keep fighting, we gotta keep pushing. Yeah. But uh, my my point in bringing that up is the fact that it's a bill and legally being looked at. That's all the proof. Any uh, white person who feels like the white, any white privileged person who acts like they don't understand what we're saying when we talk about oppression of blacks, racism of blacks, 
they wouldn't be considering it as a bill in the United States of America if it wasn't true. If it wasn't really happening, if it hadn't been happening for 500 years. Mm-hmm. 1776. This is the funniest shit. I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. 1776. Thomas Jefferson signed the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. We celebrate that. Not we. You all celebrate that shit. Shit, I don't celebrate the 4th of July. I'm talking about the white folks. Oh, okay. I ain't talking about you. All right. You all celebrate that shit. Juneteenth. Every year, and you call it the 4th, the 4th of July. Did you know that he had 600 slaves when he signed that shit? So, you came from Europe or that part of the world to free yourself from being oppressed as you oppressed black people. Mm -hmm. And the one person who we all celebrate, not we all, who they all celebrate every year had... Over 600 slaves, black slaves, oppressed as he signed that. This is the America that we live in. Juneteenth, is it a national holiday? Nope. That represents the day we all were free. So that's the holiday we should celebrate every June year. June 19th. But that's the <clears throat> holiday that gets passed on and not looked at. And the white folks don't care. I'm just, I mean, there's nothing after that, period. <laughs> them white folks don't count. That, I'm quite sure a lot of them knew that that man had all them slaves. They don't count. It's called hypocrisy. Oh. You, you, you. That's America's middle name. Right, but we don't want to put that out. America's perfect. Nothing bad happens here. This is a perfect place. From the federal level, to the state level, to the city level. And speaking on what I'm currently trying to fight for, I'm currently trying to fight for Mobile County, Pritchard, Alabama, on the city level, to make change for black people. Pritchard is a, a black city. It is. There's some white people there, and that's cool. But it's a majority black city. and. And that is why they need to vote for you and they need to vote for Rodney and they need to stop focusing on this foolishness that this man is doing. It's all funny games. Don't get me wrong. It's funny. It's a laugh. It's a relief from all the bullshit 2020 has thrown at us. Like, I'm getting a kiki out of it. My profile picture is him and Pound Cake. My story is pound cake rapping. I didn't learn the lyrics to the song. Okay, it has been a key key for me. But when you get down to the nitty gritty, it's kind of fucked up that this man who is standing, Rodney Clemens. Every time I look down my timeline, this man has been doing something as far as pertaining to the city. When I see Reginald Davis, and I don't want to keep dwelling on him, but just saying. He's on live talking about his rap songs. He's playing rap music. Okay, you got this attention on you. Tell these people what you're going to do for this city. Mm-hmm. I don't care about you fucking Pound Cake. I don't care about Pound Cake being high out of her mind. Tell these people what you're going to do for their city. Tell them what you're going to fix. 
What you gonna try to recreate to help build some revenue up in here? Some for the youth to help them get their mind together from this COVID shit? And put some type of religion on it to make these older people know that y'all got some type of law in y'all life. Cause basically, you got a little devil in you. Right. A little white devil, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and I'm talking about a little rouser dazzle. That powder. You, 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 like. <laughs> That booger sugar. <laughs> I think it really is, it's funny, but I, I want the I want us as a community and as black people to focus on what's gonna build up this instead of just taking everything as a fucking joke. We are getting laughed at not only by the city, not only by our own kind, but these white folks is laughing at us. This shit is around the United States. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's just like the leprechaun all over again. Yes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's the leprechaun all Let me tell you something. If I go somewhere and they ask me where you from, and I say, Mobile, you talking about oh, uh, what is close to preaching? You talking about the man that uh was uh said he was going to fight the mayor? No, he's not that mayor. He got these folks thinking he is the mayor. Right. He's not. I just want us to stop taking everything as a joke. It's, this this year is... is, is this year should let us know that life and, and everything is nothing to play with. And politics is one thing that we should not be playing with. Right, right. right. Look, look. District District 5. Calla Etheridge. Calla Etheridge has been on numerous organized committees. She was part of a committee that got the pocket cam uh, for all push for all police officers in Mobile County so that sergeants couldn't pull someone over, have no footage, and shoot a black man. Mm -hmm. She was a part of the committee that took the Raphael Sims statue down right there on Royal Street and, and Government Street. That, that, that racist man being celebrated every, constantly, every year, every day, with a statue. She was part of that. She's part of uh, the the poor people's campaign, like. But if you look at the social media and and the arguments and this that and other, the the publicity crap, they make out to be a villain or a bad person. Mm -hmm. Like the, the poli politics, politics, it is what it is. However, at the same time. Like Ken said, there are a lot of young, good candidates. Rodney Clemens, myself, Alexis Bell, Calla Etheridge, who have been servants of the community, servants of, of black people long before this election. So whether they did a food drive or not, whether they, I don't know, uh, said what you wanted to hear or not, you should want someone in a position who is there for you. Not for money, not for clout, not for entertainment, not for pound cake, but for you. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know how to say it except how I've said it. Like, we all should vote for someone who's going to make a positive change in our communities and in our life. Because you got anything you want to say before we close out? Nah, man. I think y'all said it all, man. Appreciate y'all coming, of course. You know, and uh, 
you know, sharing what you, you planning to do for the city of Pritchard and Deja voicing her opinion as she so eloquently does. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, just everybody go out and vote, man, because that's your voice. Exactly. If you don't have anything else, and let's protect our black women. Jay Easy. Patton, man. I'm good, man. It was a good episode. One for the books, you know what I'm saying? Jay ain't got nothing to say this week. I guess I put him on the spot too much the previous week. He ain't got nothing to say today. Yes. Boy, that mother, you'd be like, Jay, what you got to say? He'd be like, She. She, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love y'all podcast, bro. Man, we appreciate it. Appreciate I love it, y'all podcast. We appreciate it, man. Like I said, I appreciate you, brother. From day one, from day one, man, when we met on the campus of Spring Hill College, twenty years later. Twenty years later, here we is, still, yeah. still making progress. Always, no issues, man. You're a real one, bro. And I see it in you. Appreciate and, it. And I hope the District 2 of Pritchard, Alabama sees it in you as well, bro. And just know, when Alexis Bell wins District 2 in Pritchard, Alabama, we're going to come back on this podcast and we're going to talk our shit. Hey. <laughs> hey. Why you going to talk your shit, Woo? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because we had the first congressional district Woo-hoo. Democratic nomination in James Averhart. James Averhart came on to Woodsman's podcast, spoke his visions, mm-hmm. spoke what he wanted to do for the first congressional district, and he won that runoff. Another inspiration for me. And now he has a bigger runoff. I mean, a bigger challenge ahead of him in November. But he won, and he was here first. Mm-hmm. And now we got the next councilman of District 2 in the city of Pritchard, Alabama, sitting here with us. We got him. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to talk our shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I say all that to say, this is why I created Wooisms. It wasn't just because we wanted to come over here and talk shit each and every week. We wanted to highlight positive black people within the area, within the city, within the surrounding cities, within the nation. Because for those who know Woo, knows that I know a lot of people in different areas. And a lot of my people are doing big things where they at. But guess what? We got to start off at home. I don't just say, uh, excuse me, we don't just say that we are the podcast of the Port City for no reason. Mm-hmm. We are the voice of the Port City. And for those who live outside of Alabama and who don't know what the Port City is, the Port City is Mobile, Alabama. And everything that's connected to it. So that's what we do here. We highlight positive black people. Positive black entrepreneurs. 
we gonna build up, we gonna build black communities back up. And you heard it here today. My brother got a vision. He got a plan. And I just hope and pray that the people in District 2 of Pritchard, Alabama sees that in him. And like we said, Big Head said, Bell said, Deja said, I said, Jeremiah said, I don't know. He don't talk a lot. <laughs> he thought it. He thought it. He thought you know, it, though. So he thought it. He thought it, though. Yeah, he thought it. <laughs> y'all get out there and vote, man. Because whether y'all believe it or not, your motherfucking vote counts. Exactly. Don't get out here and do all this arguing and complaining if you don't vote. Because that's just falling on deaf ears because I don't want to hear the bullshit. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, before we leave, man, do you want to give the people your socials, man, so they can reach out to you? Yeah, man, uh, on Facebook, you can look me up. Bell Pritchard District 2. Again, Facebook, Bell Pritchard District 2. And uh, again, 25th, which is Tuesday, come out and vote. Vote for change, but we need it. The best candidates. Love y'all. It's been another episode of Wooisms. It's your boy Woo. It's your boy Big Hess. Jay Easy. And we out. Take us out. K Dot. Chips like yeah, Nazareth. I'm fucked up, homie. You fucked up, but if God got us, then we gon' be alright. When I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut. Uh. Bahamas, I be looking at you from the face down. One Mac 11 even boom with the base down. Skimming, and let me tell you about my life. Painkillers only put me in a twilight. With pretty pussy and Benjamin is the highlight. Now tell my mama I love her, but this what I like. Lord knows, 20 of them in my Chevy. Tell them all to come and get me, reaping everything I sow. So my karma come in heaven, no preliminary hearings on my record. I'm a motherfucking gangster in silence for the record. Uh. Tell the world that. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wooisms. It's your boy Woo. Your boy Big Hess. And your boy Jay Easy. You can follow me, your boy Woo, on every social media platform. But Facebook, Kendrick Wooten. On IG, K underscore D underscore Wooten. And you can follow your boy on IG at Big underscore Hessling. You can find me on all platforms under J underscore Easy. And look, also follow the Wooisms page on Facebook, Wooisms, on IG, Wooisms Pod, and on YouTube, Wooisms Podcast. And we're out. Hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>